Welcome to The Common Rounds, medical education for medical students by medical students. In this episode, we'll move on to discuss the histology of cells that make up the respiratory system. And perhaps in later episodes, we'll keep referring back over here uh, to further discuss different concepts. So the respiratory system extends from the nasal cavity through the nasopharynx, larynx, trachea, down to the bronchial divisions and into the alveoli. In this episode, we'll discuss the cellular makeup of all of these structures beginning from the nasal cavity. The nasal cavity is made up of pseudostratified ciliary columnar epithelium. There is also the presence of gobbet cells which produce mucin. These cells lie over a basement membrane and underlying the basement membrane is a lamina propria where the blood vessels lie along the glands. The goblet cells and the ciliated columnar epithelium together secrete mucus and serous fluids and together they trap particles inside the inspired air which is either expelled outwards by the person or swallowed into the stomach through the esophagus where it's given the hydrochloric acid treatment in the stomach. This architecture extends into the nasopharynx posterior to the nasal cavity. At this point there is a presence of the adenoid tonsils. The larynx is the location of vocal cords. There are two of them. The false vocal cords overlie the true vocal cords. Tall columnar epithelium with goblet cells and cilia continue down uh, in this region. In the true vocal cords, the vocalis muscle and ligament uh, control the aperture of the medially lying cords and changes of the sound uh, air makes as it's expelled from the lungs produces voice. Inferior to the trachea, inferiorly, the trachea continues and as mentioned in the last episode, it has a C-shaped cartilage anteriorly, keeping it open. Posteriorly, the esophagus runs. At this junction, the trachea is separated from the esophagus by the trachealis muscle. The mucosa is of stratified ciliated epithelium with copious amounts of goblet cells and serous cells. This region is also populated by cells of the neuroendocrine uh, system. A lot of mucus can be produced here, which is brushed out into the esophagus. Uh, upwards by the mucociliary mucociliary excelator mucociliary escalator continuing on uh, we arrive at the primary bronchi which have fewer goblet cells than the trachea as the airway gets narrower they have fewer goblet cells and serous cells and the cartilage becomes more sparse the mucosa is still pseudostratified in the primary bronchi but the walls of the lamina propria pack more elastin Eventually, cartilage disappears and the pseudostratified epithelium becomes ciliated columnar uh, epithelium as the goblet cells disappear. Eventually, clara cells also appear. Uh, these produce surfactant and can divide to form other cells. Neuroendocrine cells uh, reappear again and they play a part in the airway lumen response to neural and environmental factors. Um, they contain hormones like serotonin, bombesin, bradykinin, and they are very important in playing the role of cough, sneeze, and other airway reflexes. The walls of this of the bronchi contain smooth muscle, which uh, responds to these hormones. Uh, we will talk more about these when we discuss uh, asthma and chronic obstructive pulmonary disease uh, later down the track. Uh, the final part of the bronchi, the terminal bronchi, which branch out into alveolar sacs. The alveoli are composed of flattened epithelial cells called pneumocytes, with a thin layer of collagen and elastic fibers. Between the alveoli are small openings called pores of Kuhn. There are two types of pneumocytes, type 1 and type 2. Type 1 are squamous and um, architectural. Type 2 cells produce surfactant, uh, just like Clara cells can, and they can also differentiate into type 1 uh, pneumocytes when uh, they suffer injury. Blood vessels form a 
continuous network around the alveoli. The distance between a red cell and the A pocket within the alveoli is simply the of the thickness of the endothelium of the capillary and the pneumocyte. If, this, if the interstitial tissue that holds them together proliferates due to conditions such as chronic damage, as we will talk about in further episodes, it becomes thicker, which reduces the diffusion capability of air. Finally, the pleural surface is lined by mesothelium, overlying, the thin, overlying a thin basement membrane. The serous fluid that we spoke about in the previous episode is drained by lymphatic vessels within the structure. Thank you very much for joining me in this short episode. I hope to see you next time. Our episode today was put together by our executive producer Gautam and our co-editor Cindy. For notes, elective experiences, and much more study resources, visit our website on thecommonrounds.wordpress.com or visit us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. If you like our episodes, please subscribe and rate us on iTunes. It means a lot to us. You've been listening to The Common Rounds. I'm Hamid. And I'm Andy. And we'll see you next time. See you next time.